0: I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know
1: the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there
0: is a choice I leave to you.
1: Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. Woman, listen what I say. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall.
0: Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I'm here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Welcome to the Daily Journal, where we bring you the current events. As told by Constitution, fact, and principle, not by the propaganda. And oh my, are we not just simply saturated with propaganda and just, if you'll pardon my French, idiots this day before midterm elections? I mean, seriously, can you believe what you're seeing, JC? It's just mind blowing. It's fun. It's fun. He thinks this is fun. I do.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> like a big sociology experiment. It's just, yeah. I just love, I don't know, I just love be- human behavior. And it's just, it's uh, honestly, ever since Donald Trump has been elected, it's just been like one big study, sociological study. You know, you just see so much human be- behavior at such a pitched level. <laughs> it's really amazing.
0: <laughs> well, I um, I have taken some voting education from Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King says, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. My Lord, I have a dream today. And uh, I, I, that quote came to my mind. Because somebody on on Instagram tagged me in a post by Rihanna.
1: Oh, is that? I yeah. wonder who that was from?
0: Yeah, so Rihanna is a big Andrew Gillum fan, and uh, Rihanna posts on uh, you know singers. She also Rihanna, 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 whatever. She, Rihanna. She uh, she's not only a, a a performance artist, but she also makes clothes. Oh, okay. Okay. She married a
1: Jay-Z or is that the other girl? No,
0: that's somebody else.
1: Bouncy? Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah,
0: Beyonce. Bouncy. (laughs) Funny. Okay. So anyway, uh, somebody tagged me in Rihanna's post and apparently she lives in Florida. Oh really or apparent or she's just campaigning in Florida, I don't know, right? yeah, it could because be because
1: Oprah's campaigning for Abrams. Oh. I, I don't think Oprah lives in Georgia.
0: well, apparently Oprah's also campaigning for Andrew Gillum, yeah, sure, and so this Birds is of a this is Rana saying you have the opportunity to make history this election in Florida. the u s has only had four black governors in its entire history. We can ma- help make Andrew Gillum the next one and Florida's first. And so that's when Martin Luther King popped in my head, right? So Andrew Gillum would be the epitome of, of uh, Martin Luther King's principle that we should judge people not by the color of their skin but by the content of their character and which would obviously preclude Andrew Gillum from being elected to office. But I always, you know, your your little sociology experiment, um, I, I find it disturbingly interesting that those who would stand on the, uh, you know, on, on the legacy of Martin Luther King will come out like Oprah And Rihanna and the rest of them and tell you that you have to vote for someone based on the color of their skin. And that's, you know, that's a problem in society. And Martin Luther King actually recognized that as a problem in society.
1: Yeah, first off, I just wonder if if she even knows the black governors and minority governors.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. Because she said there was only four
1: yeah and and that's the weird thing is because you don't know where you don't know where these people get their information like we were right. just searching that's right yesterday, yeah what was it you asked me to search I, look up something
0: i I asked you to look up uh the first black mayor
1: right and right. the
0: first woman mayor
1: yeah, so you end up with if you google these things, you right. end up like i think the one in particular was i don't know nineteen sixty seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. First black mayor. Mm-hmm. When in fact we know Wentworth Cheswell in 1770 was
0: 1717 17. 1770 70. Oh my was bad. Was the
1: first black mayor. Uh huh. Right, and so if you look up, in fact, I think in Google you look up, um, you Google first black mayor. Uh
0: huh.
1: And I think it's another 19. It was 1960 something. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When in fact the first. The first uh, African-American elected to be governor of a state was in 1872. Um, there was a Mexican-American in 1875. I mean, so you you have these, and I wonder if she knows which party that was also. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Because right. that's the
1: other thing. Remember, um, what's his name? gosh i always forget this guy oh elijah cummings right Mm -hmm. the guy that rides the coattails of Mm -hmm. mlk and the civil rights movement so he he's he stood up and basically claimed that democrats passed the 13th amendment i think is what he was talking about right and uh which which zero democrats voted for but yet he says that and i saw it shared in fact i it came up on my instagram on a uh, a black history, right. quote unquote, black history account that I follow. Which so is the first about black, black history, mayor no.
0: was Wentworth Cheswell in 1770. 1770 17. But if you Google it, then uh, the first African American Amer- first African American elected mayor of a U.S. town is Pierre Caliste Landry of Donaldsonville, Louisiana, in 1868. Now we we can give them a sort of well, another little Republican, bit
1: of a p- with, without a doubt another Republican.
0: Um, by the way, it it doesn't tell me actually. No, no
1: Democrat would have been electing a black man in in 1868. I promise you that.
0: Mm-hmm. So oh. that's
1: always the funny thing. So the history is always distorted. So, so that's what makes me wonder. So she says that I don't even I don't even sort of take that as face value because right. I've seen that you know I've now now that we've been studying this researching and presenting. Um, you know America's black heritage. Uh, you know I don't I don't trust this stuff because they don't generally know what they're talking about, and they've basically resorted. You know they're dependent on the history they've been taught, which I don't know if I've talked about this on the air, but you know we discussed the the history that we give, and uh, the book from William Cooper Nell who right. was Frederick Douglass's pub- publisher for the North Star. Right, he had the book called uh, "Colored Patriots of the American Revolution," and that book was. A standard part of the American education system, but mm-hmm. uh, incidentally, it was it was pushed out, and Woodrow Wilson's version of history was put in. Now, Woodrow Wilson is one of the biggest racists that we've ever had. Yes, in it, certainly in the presidency in the history of the United States. But he's a he's a progressive Democrat hero, and then we'll talk about it. But so, but that's where their information, you know, comes forward. Through this, really, their own heroes' propaganda and the history that has taken over, uh, taken over our educational system. So anyway, just a thought. Take take what she's saying with a grain of salt.
0: Well, you know, in it's the quite possible. She doesn't know what she's talking about. it's quite possible. Women's history is exactly the same. So it it was something that occurred to me, which is why we went on this this search. Uh, we have these conversations in the hall vehicle as we're driving. And the first a woman elected mayor in the United States was Aucalusa in Ocaloosa, Ascalusa somebody uh, in Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Ocaloosa, Iowa. Her name is her name was Nancy Smith yep. and she was elected in 1862.
1: Yeah. And when was when do they say what, what, what amendment was it that the ni-
0: but, but quote then unquote you,
1: gave women right the right, right to
0: vote? Right. So then you have all of the progressive feminists say that women weren't involved in politics that were denied politics and were denied the right to vote until 1920, when the 19th Amendment was ratified. Right. So, how do you account for the fact? Now, you now this is this is Wikipedia, mind you. So, uh, this is giving the liberals the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. right? Because sure. noticing Wikipedia doesn't mention any about anything about Wentworth Cheswell doesn't wor- mention anything about. The um the black men in the what was the special forces group
1: Ethan Allen the Green Ethan Scream
0: yeah. Mount, Mountain Boys, and so go through Wikipedia. There are and, and and I'm just scanning it. I didn't do an exact count, but yeah, there I saw are a long like list. 20 women
1: yeah
0: who were elected to mayor yeah. prior to 1920 when the 19th amendment was ratified.
1: Yeah. So how do you reckon how do these guys reconcile that?
0: Well, they can't reconcile it. Well, first off, they say that 19th amendment gave the women the right to vote. That's not even what the 19th amendment says. Yeah. The 19th amendment says that women have that right and it can't be taken away. But and the, there's a big difference. Yeah, the,
1: so the logic should be with with what they believe, the logic should be, okay, women didn't have the right to vote, so that would preclude them from certainly from holding office. Well, yeah, of course. Mayor, how could that happen? Or if women didn't vote, then supposedly all the misogynist founders of America, because all, all the men hated women right up until the 19th Amendment. Uh, so is there explanation <laughs> well, that all the men elected a female mayor?
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that their logic? Right, which would even more damaging to the misogynistic history, right? But here's the thing. So those are some
1: of the reasons as why you have to distort history. Right. You have to erase these people.
0: But here you have a list of women, at least 20 before 1920, who were not only elected, but you notice they were registered to a political party. Yeah. How do you get registered to a political party if you are not registered to vote? Yeah. What is the whole purpose of that? That so, makes no sense whatsoever. So
1: it's a whole racial narrative once again right. around Andrew Gillum. He's supposed to be some pioneer, some hero. Oh he's some goodness. black pioneering hero. Therefore, we're supposed to vote for him because of that.
0: Well, And, and you,
1: said, you said, okay, what I learned from Martin Luther King Jr. is why I'm not voting for him because right. we're not supposed to vote just because he's black. Right. We're, we're voting on the content of his character, and I find that lacking.
0: Well, bet lacking is, is a very kind way of putting I'm that. To be nice. Yeah. I know, but look at it, because we don't teach the true heroes of history, you have an entire generation of people propping up a reprobate like Gillam as a hero instead of Wentworth Cheswell.
1: Oh my wolves begin to howl, wake me up, the time is now. Oh, can you hear the drumming? Oh, there's a revolution coming. Go out of the way, get the feel of buns, sweat it out, lay my tongue.
0: Welcome back the to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall.
1: By the way, Cheswell's no longer eligible to run for office. Just
0: Oh, he's not? I
1: wanted to make that. Why is that? Because you said we're supporting Gillum instead of Wentworth Cheswell. Right, right. Well, he's been dead. No, long. as a hero. Although he could run. As a hero, oh, not as. I was going to say, yeah. he could run as a Democrat. Yeah. He's no, no, been no. dead a long time. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> no, I said they were propping ha- up uh, reprobates like Gillum as a hero instead of people like yeah, Wentworth well, Cheswell who were actually pioneers. Yeah,
1: well, you would literally have to prop him up. If you want him (laughs) to run for office. But he can only run on the Democrat ticket since he's dead.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right. Hey, that's no joke. That is no joke at all. Um, My parents, I grew up in St. Louis, and um, Missouri actually has had a couple dead people on the Democrat ticket run for office.
1: Knowing your family, you probably had dead people vote in your family. (laughs) Vote, Vote Democrat.
0: Right, right, right. So I cannot reiterate to everyone just how important local elections actually are. Unfortunately, we are just so saturated with federal drama that we don't pay attention to local elections the way we should. Now, I'm talking about even at the very, very lowest levels of government. And I don't know if you remember seeing this article that I sent you, J.C., but in Statham, Georgia, S T A T H A M, Statham? Statham. Statham. I didn't know if that was a th or not. In Statham, Georgia, the city council has banned a woman for life from okay. attending city council meetings because they got tired of her criticizing the city and its officials on social media and at the city council meetings. Not only that, she is not only banned for life from city council meetings, <laughs> she is banned uh, uh, from all municipal buildings for life.
1: Did you have to read Scarlet Letter when you were in school?
0: I did have to read Scarlet Letter.
1: I, I just <laughs> made me think of that.
0: Yeah, I mean seriously. So here's does she the have thing. to
1: walk around with some letter?
0: I don't know, man. Do they? Uh, is she? Is she like Statham, Georgia's most wanted? Her pictures <laughs> on milk cartons and stuff, right? So she drove uh, for 18 months. She drove from her Southwest Atlanta home to attend every city council meeting in the hamlet that sits about 15 miles west of. Of Athens. Wow, good for her. She's a vocal participant, challenging city council members, and this year alone, uh, according to local news, she filed uh, she filed by the Statham City Clerk's an estimated close to 100 open records requests for documents regarding the city's budget, the police department, and general policy protocols and they got tired of dealing with her. They call her an outsider. The problem is, so what happened... What does that mean? She, uh, she's not... She doesn't live in that city. Uh-huh. So here's what happened. Her, uh, her partner had been involved in a protracted legal battle and civil rights lawsuit with the city of Statham uh, over a 2015 traffic stop. And when her partner died... She kept up the fight. So she's like, just because my partner dies doesn't mean the city gets off on this lawsuit. They just waited around for him to die so they didn't have to do anything about it. She's like, no, I'm going to keep in this. And now they have decided that she's just completely banned from the entire city. And I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of her. She's going to challenge the city of Statham. But see this well, is there's the no kind crime. of crime
1: I mean no. what is the crime they're alleging she committed some crime or she she just banned cuz she's annoying
0: Cuz she's annoying That's it because she files too many freedom of information act requests she files too many questions and they said, uh, not only banning her from attending city council meetings, but from setting foot on any city-owned property within its 3.5 square miles. And the duration of her ban is the rest of her life.
1: Wasn't Wouldn't this, this seems like a pretty clear-cut First Amendment case? I sure,
0: mean, absolutely. How does that work? You know, um... Because she's not actually harassing them That That is She's not doing anything but asking questions As arrogant men Tear up our constitution and from every direction We cry revolution Standing together And without permission Soldiers for truth love of our country, as I remuniscence...
1: The Chris-Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist.
0: Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Poor Cynthia has uh, been banned for life. C- uh, her name is, uh, Ka- oh, I'm sorry, not Cynthia, Catherine Corcoran. Catherine Corcoran's been banned for life from Statham, Georgia City Council meetings and any city-owned property within its 3.5 square miles for the rest of her life. And the danger of all this is always... There's always a danger when you get the courts involved, especially on the local level. Mm-hmm. So she's going to have to have an endurance maybe to climb this. True. Sure. And the danger is uh, that she's not a resident of the city. And so that could be a danger to this whole case. It, it could unfortunately be... a a thing where bad facts make bad law, you know, that danger, right? Because she's not actually a citizen. uh, She's not actually a resident of that city. But here's the thing. They're trying to ban her, not for violence, not for crimes, but simply because of disagreements and criticisms that she has with the way the city council runs their business.
1: Well, apparently started with her partner calling the officer a jackass. Yeah. So it seems to be like a running theme.
0: Yeah. So they they so have the sedition thing, like, laws there and stay them. Yeah, yeah you can't, cri- can't don't criticize don't criticize the king. You I noticed can't they the said of the, of the mayor
1: pressure. the mayor's been in office for twenty years. Uh huh. Well, I that's mean,
0: pretty common with these little towns.
1: Yeah, and I don't, you know, they're obviously if they like the guy, then right. That's their business, but. I think for most people that would probably kind of send up a red flag, you know, from the outset. Right. People have kind of a, you know, that sort of casts doubts when people see folks in office for so long. Mm-hmm. They think, I mean, you automatically think corruption and and uh, nepotism and that sort of thing. I mean, look at Bill Nelson. Like we got Rick Scott run against Bill Nelson. Bill Nelson's been in <laughs> office almost a half 46. century.
0: Six. Years. Now,
1: I don't, I'm not a Rick Scott fan. Um, I kind of think he's a crook, but I would. I would. I feel really inclined to vote for Scott. Just like I don't care who the guy running against Bill Nelson is. If it was Donald Duck, I'd be like, okay, I got to vote for and Donald it's, Duck. it's
0: Florida. We could actually vote for Donald yeah, Duck.
1: Yeah, true. Some people do in Florida. Uh, yeah, right. But <laughs> I, I think you know, my thought is 46 years. That's just that's just too long. I yeah. Mean, even if even if Rick Scott is an idiot you know, okay, let's let him serve a term and then we can get him out next time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But 46 years, good grief.
0: So here's my advice to the people of Statham, Georgia. Uh, if you want to have a problem with the fact that Catherine Corcoran is not a, a an actual resident of Statham, Georgia, and you want to justify what the city is doing to her, just remember uh, that could be you. And and a and a mentality like this because this is the thing. She and here here's my question. Why isn't anybody in Statham, Georgia, asking the questions that she's right. asking?
1: <laughs> yeah. Right? There's there's a better question.
0: That's the better question. Because you know, they want to kick her out because she's questioning their budget. They're questioning their mechanisms of the city council. The people of Statham, Georgia ought to be questioning that.
1: Okay. Let me sort of take the other side because looking at a personal story, and I think you were, before I took it in a different direction, you were maybe going to comment on this. Uh, these First Amendment lawsuits sometimes are a toss-up when you get in the court. And right. I think in this case, uh, isn't there a slim possibility that they could look and see, okay, this is simply retribution for what you see as an injustice about your partner being uh-huh in your view wrongfully convicted and so you this is just harassment
0: well I suppose you could say again these are the this is the kind of coin toss that yep. you deal with when these things get into the courts uh, that would be a more valid perspective if she wasn't actually addressing specific issues Issues. Yeah. Right. So if she was just blindly attacking people's character, whatever, but she's all she's doing is asking for documents. She's
1: doing things that are allowed.
0: She's doing things that are allowed. And and
1: wouldn't they also? And raising
0: questions that ought to be asked.
1: And wouldn't they also have to? I mean, if you think it's harassment or whatever, you'd have to file that specifically. Right. Exactly. Not, Not just some random. You're banned because you're annoying.
0: Right, exactly. And this is the other thing. There's been no criminal charges filed yeah. against this woman. They're just simply saying we are sick and tired of the questions that you're asking and the volume with which you're asking your questions. So we're not only going to ban you from city council meetings, we're going to ban you from every city property on a three-mile radius, three-and-a-half-mile radius.
1: Don't you think we need annoying Square people? miles. We need annoying people in general in, in at all levels of government like this?
0: Uh, Well, uh, we should all be annoying like this. See, I always tell people, especially in local government, if your city council member doesn't know you by sight, if your county commissioners don't know you by sight, if your state legislators don't groan when you walk up, you're not doing something right because... A society built on liberty requires a struggle. Now, that doesn't mean you're obnoxious. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're uh, abusive. But what it does mean is that you can't live in harmony. Yeah. With your government, the, the, because if you're living in a peaceful situation, Thomas Jefferson said this, if you're living in a peaceful situation with your government, you're likely enslaved.
1: Meaning you're not just going along with everything. Right. You're not watching and they're doing whatever. Right. Unopposed.
0: you got now, a great think, friend that's a city council member. That's great. He's got to be a great friend, but he also has to be a good enough friend to understand that I'm gonna you, I'm going to be watching you and I'm going to be criticizing you.
1: Yeah. I think every form of government has to have a feeling of being being watched yes almost
0: being overwatched oh yeah well that was the whole principle that that um uh richard henry lee talked about in his letter from federal farmer i don't remember which one but where he was talking about how the senators were placed uh the u.s senators were placed on automatic recall as a mechanism to keep the people continually attentive of the actions of their senators, but also to keep the senators aware that they are continually being watched. Because uh, politicians in government, unfortunately, are are like a, a room full of kindergartners uh, with cookie jars scattered all over. You can't tell the room full of kindergartners, don't touch the cookie jar and then leave the room and expect the cookie jar not to be touched. You've got to be there, supervising, and even slapping hands every now and again, and and that's what this woman is doing, and and that's why they've banned yeah, her. Good so, for her. I I think it's really great. Uh, it's I probably I am
1: bad news for the city because yeah. it doesn't look this doesn't look like something that you'd win, and then they're going to end up wasting local taxpayer money by that's right. making these kind of decisions.
0: Yeah, well, they're already going to have to have a settlement in some way, even if yeah. they try to fight it or not, because they issued the ban. Uh, Once again, though, I I mean, seriously, this is an issue with somebody being not a a resident of the city, which could could be the one point that that works contrary to her efforts. But I want to ask again. All of our listeners in Georgia, because we have listeners in the Atlanta area in Georgia. We have listeners in Georgia, in other places. Hey, if you live in Statham, you know people who live in Statham. Why aren't these people asking these questions?
1: Yeah, they're probably mad at the lady.
0: Yeah, well, and that's just too bad. But uh, be like,
1: if you just knew how annoying she was, Chrisanne. <sighs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that's if not you the point. if you knew what they said about Chrisanne Hall in Tallahassee, That's
1: <laughs> well, what they said about. James Otis Jr.
0: Yeah, that's what they you said know about You knew
1: how irritating this guy was.
0: Right, exactly.
1: He won't mind his own business.
0: But this is why we have to pay attention to local politics. Well, he- what
1: about international politics? Did you notice the report about Louis Farrakhan joining in a chant of death to America in, while he's visiting Iran? <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me.
0: He He is a loon. He's a total loon. I don't
1: see how people can can continue to follow this guy, or I should say anybody that supports this guy. It's a good indication that they're probably not right in the head.
0: Keith Ellison? Yeah. Again, local politics. So we also have local politics. We have two New York lawmakers are working to draft a bill that would propose a social media check before you can purchase a gun in New York. So you have Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams and State Senator Kevin Palmer proposal would allow state authorities to review three years of social media history and one year of Internet, ser- internet search history of any person seeking to purchase a firearm. And what are they looking for? Who knows? Hate speech is what they say.
1: Yeah, but. But
0: what's the limit? What is it? What is hate speech? That's exactly it.
1: I just saw a thing on social media where somebody hung a piece of paper in a bathroom that said it's okay to be white. And that was a hate. That's hate speech.
0: No. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Hate speech, no matter how you classify it. Is still protect is still supposed to be protected speech. Yeah, even the Supreme Court of the United States has said for over 60 years, for all of you judicial supremacists and federal worshipers, that hate speech is protected speech. They've even said burning a cross is protected speech, although that's probably. You know, not a not a, a something that would be um, frowned on today, unless it was considered to be racial. Because you know we have such anti-Christian rhetoric today. So a Muslim could burn a cross, and it would be all right. But nonetheless, um, you know you can't burn a cross on somebody else's property because that's arson, right? But you can burn a cross in your own property. Uh, you can burn a flag. I know that makes people mad. You can stomp on a flag. You can spit on a flag. You can put dog-do on a flag in a public assembly. I know that makes lots of people mad. But nonetheless, we don't have a First Amendment freedom of speech reminder to remind us to protect popular speech. Popular speech needs no protection. And we were. I was talking to somebody on... Um, Social media about Gab. Remember the the Facebook alternative Gab was shut down.
1: By the way, before you leave okay. that that flag thing, that's always uh-huh. a good to me a good status oh, sure. indicator. If you you are a status right like the like the comedian guy, you might be a status. if. <laughs>
0: you might be a redneck. So when I hear that, all oh, these people
1: burning the flag, they ought to take them out and shoot them. You ought to be thrown in prison, and hanged. You know, that's okay. I that's like status radar. Okay, there's a status.
0: Yeah, right. Because it's
1: it made me mad. So. <laughs> yeah. People ought to die because of it, right? Yeah.
0: So we're gonna go into this break. I want to talk about Gab real quick when we come back because I've been getting some social media questions on that.
1: Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist.
0: Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. It's our last section, J.C. It's
1: fast. This it is goes too fast. fast.
0: So, uh, Gab was the is the alternative to Facebook. A lot of conservative people um, left Facebook to go to Gab. Uh, PayPal shut it down, but now they're back up again. And the questions that I'd ha- had been getting about this had to do with the fact that, you know, there's all these reports about anti-Semitic speech on Gab or whatever. And here's the thing. Gab is set up on the principle of uncensored speech. Right. Facebook is not. So that's why people left Facebook, because they wanted to go to a forum where there is uncensored speech. Now, here's the problem that we have. People, even conservatives, right, don't want to be offended, and so here's here's the thing. So now you have people being getting outraged at the quote unquote anti-Semitic speech on Gab. I don't know. I'm not on Gab. I don't know if it's happening or if it's not happening. But you got to ask yourself a question. You got to ask yourself, do you want a forum with uncensored speech? or do you want a forum where your speech can be censored cuz that's the only alternatives that you have so you give a forum an opportunity to censor or you say i want a forum that's completely uncensored and then you have to take your lumps with it so if you if you want complete a forum with completely uncensored speech then you have to be willing to suffer the words of fools in order for you to have your uncensored speech. Now, notice I say that very clearly, J.C., uncensored speech, not free speech, right? Because we're dealing with private business forums. You don't have a legal free speech, right? But you have a forum that's set up based on uncensored speech. So shut up and go with it.
1: I don't have a problem. Okay, with somebody like Gab, or even Facebook, uh, having guidelines for their mm-hmm. community. Okay, what I have a problem with is is the hypocrisy. Right. Okay, is the fact that Facebook says here are our guidelines, and, and it's not true. Mm-hmm. They target speech <laughs> that they don't like. Okay? Yeah, but McDonald's
0: not- says their hamburgers are all beef. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I would I don't I wouldn't have a problem if Gab said, you know, if you make threats of violence, violence right. if you you know, even uh what in the world am I? Hearing?
0: I don't know, something on your computer is Fox. making noise. Fox is always popping Fox up. Fox is annoying their videos. website So annoying. Um,
1: but yeah, so I don't have a problem. So the so the problem is if if you don't have those guidelines, right? You can't say we don't allow hate speech that's not there's no definition to that what does that mean so it can't be subjective so that's the problem with twitter and facebook you know any of this stuff that they have so-called guidelines Mm -hmm. it's this sort of thing this amorphous thing and it's put in the hands of somebody to make their own determination or some ai and then the ai is programmed by some lefty loon so So it's not used it's not specific it's not uh it's not what is the word I'm looking for? It has to be defined if you're going to have guidelines like that.
0: But you can't define hate speech. You can't do it because hate is subjective to no, begin I, with.
1: No, that's when and you, so
0: now we've got these talk about
1: violence and harm, and, right? You know threat. exactly
0: things that are actions, not, just not because, words. Yeah, not
1: just you don't like it or it's obnoxious, whatever. And I mean, you you can you can have guidelines about abusive speech, but then well, that's going to be. That's when it starts to unravel. And
0: that's why local elections are so important, because now you've got these two New York legislators, a state senator and a borough president, looking to create guidelines to limit an inherent right to self-defense by someone's definitions and interpretations of your words. Am, Am I offended? No. Let's see, you don't have a right to not be offended, but I have a right to be offensive. That's how this works. I also have a right to defend myself, a right to secure my life, my own life, my own liberty, my own property. And if that's going to be limited by a bunch of hypocrites by their definition of hate, then these are the kind of tyrants that we're talking about that need to be eliminated from government. That's why local is so important. Go out and vote tomorrow. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. God bless.